This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome one and all to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host Terence Ford and Sam Heskiff and Albert Curley are along for the ride as we build you up to our trip to the Emirates where we will face Arsenal which will probably be billed something about Patrick Vieira's return to North London but we don't give a single shit about that lads do we? He's red and blue now so basically fuck him Heskiff. Oh I didn't know you were coming to me there. Yep, <laughs> yep, fuck him. <laughs> Mouth full of water. I mean, we're, we're 20 seconds in and we've already started to balls it up. Start as you mean to go on. I like how you say we. <laughs> Not me, bruv. Not me. Uh, let's get straight into this. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Oh, wait, I only played once. I'm in shock. I've got, I've got a goodie this week. So, as you know, that I missed the Leicester home game because we ended up taking a holiday that had already been cancelled twice because of COVID. So, um, for brownie points, I missed the Leicester game, which we'll get into. Uh, went to Suffolk, uh, went to a, a farmer's market on this on the Saturday morning. and um, Or it might have been a Sunday morning, I don't know. And there's a craft beer stall there, much to my delight, from the at the Anglican Beer Company. Fucking and, saw you coming. And the guy, the guy behind it, as we walk over, he's like, um, "Visiting, or or do you live here?" And I was like, "Oh no, we're visiting, mate." And he goes, "You sound like you're from London." And I was like, the "Prices great. have just gone up." <laughs> <laughs> right, great. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to part with some shit farmer banter, but no. Guys proceeds in talking in the most South London accent you've ever heard. And um, he, he was from Greenwich, I think. And uh, yeah, ended up talking to him for about half an hour about beers, uh, Palace. And um, he's Mrs. Old Man used to play for Chelsea, believe it or not, way, way back in the day. Your but poor, he, poor wife. He highly recommended this lovely the chocolate. Beer that, the beer that he was selling. What a fucking surprise. <laughs> this lovely chocolate porter called oh. Judy's Hole. Oh, dear. It's a chocolate, no, chocolate stout. 
initial sweetness and chocolate smooth and velvety with a gentle bitter finish made in Burwell Cambridgeshire from the finest Norfolk malts Belgian dark candy sugars and classic British hops suitable for vegans lovely stuff and the dates and everything on the back of the bottle and the batch number actually handwritten look at that quality you're gonna you're gonna sample Judy's hole now (laughs) I've been looking forward to having a bit of Judy's Hull ever since I bought it. Um, oh, it sounds quite. Um, it's, it's a it's a full pint bottle. Sounds like I there's mean... been some sort of prolapse. <laughs> I mean, it's very dark. It's very mm. smells very chocolatey. Yes, yeah, gritty, right. gritty. <laughs> Take, take, got got the aftertaste of pennies. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> the real OGs will know exactly what I mean there. The rest of you just um, educate yourselves. <laughs> what are you drinking, Albert? Uh, I'm drinking uh, former friends of the show uh, a bottle. A bottle? No, that's a can, isn't it? It's a can of. It's called Electric Boogaloo, and it's passion fruit flavored. And it's all that was in the fridge. Albert. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. I did have, I did share the last Heineken with my wife over dinner, so you know, I kept it real off show. <laughs> and let me just, uh, let me just do the Terence pouring it out. Oh, you lost mm. to us now. Yeah. Mmm. Mm. Mm. Fairy liquid. <laughs> <laughs> that one's actually all right. I've had that one. I mean, I'm a big fan of passion fruit, but just not in a fucking beer. Anyway, moving on. Now, last last podcast, um, your wife hand delivered you beer on the video screen. Um, yeah. This week, I noticed the absence of a wife when you was um, getting the beer by yourself. Well, yeah. I mean, that's you, you've you've summed it up nicely. I had to go and get it myself. I love, I love how he, he got closer to the mic there and quietened his voice. <laughs> Making sure the door's closed. <laughs> Looking over his shoulder. You're trying to get me fucking in the doghouse. No, I, I, I can only call in the favour of um, bring bring me a beer when we're recording and we were just hadn't quite started recording yet. So I thought I'd you know do my bit and walk the half a mile to the fridge. Um, yeah. <laughs> And um, we'll get get into the reason why you missed last week's show or the week before. Um, Heskiff, what, what are you drinking? You you had you already had a heavy night this week, but yeah, that I don't get hangovers. Heskiff, uh... would you have two waters? I did yeah, I had an unfiltered <laughs> two water. fizzy waters. Um, Wee, I, well wavy. I went the joy of working at a university. I went back into the office on Friday, just basically because there was everyone else was going in just to get pissed in the union. And I bought like a round of three pints and a gin and tonic. It was 11 quid. So I just drank loads of beer. Uh, oh, sweet. Which was pretty good. I mean, I won't say what university I work what at. What did you do with the gin and tonic? We uh, gave it to someone else. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good benefit. To Judy. I did give it to Judy. And the remnants are now on my screen as Terence is supping. Um, yeah, I don't get hangovers, so I'm also <laughs> very unpopular in my office because going by the WhatsApp the next day, which was a Saturday, thankfully, everyone else was absolutely wasted. 
and feeling awful. So, jobs are good in. I've got to say, Judy's hull is a little bit more watery than I was expecting. I was expecting it to be a bit thicker. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's very right. dark, though. It does look like you're drinking gravy. Yeah, yeah a little bit. It's, yeah, but watery gravy, so not the, not the good kind. Um, beer blurb. You've got one this week for us. And, of course, for anyone who's a new listener, a little feature I've been going for a few weeks now where we pick a player that's played for both clubs of the team we're about to play. And Albert occasionally will give a fake craft beer description for the player. So, shoot, who you got? Who you gone for? Now, well, money money from me and Heskiff is on Tommy Black. Nah, come on, ah. guys. There was, so, there was so much potential. Well, feel free to feel free to fulfill that potential. Like a heavy stout is what we were thinking about. Very good. Short and stout is what I would have called that. <laughs> but who are you chosen? Uh, I've got three options for you. You can have the blurb for and you can tell you can see if you can guess who the player is. You can have Schmack Addict. <laughs> you can have Schmaxident. Or you can have Schmack my beer chup. <laughs> <laughs> is it um, Andy I'm... Linnigan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Andy Linnigan. Uh, no. Spoiler alert! Uh, spoiler alert! I've only written one blurb. Whichever one you pick, I'm going to read the same blurb out. Oh, I'm going for the really, really stretch of a C choice. C option C. So, what was it called Shamak, again? Shamak, my beer chop. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Forget your fancy bottle of Bordeaux. This smooth, silky bastard always produces a good head. And once you mull it over, it's guaranteed to make you say, Ramadan, that's good. Excellent. It's annoying when they're good because you want to take the piss, but they're actually pretty good. So well done. Begrudgingly. Have some passion for Begrudging. Whatever it is. <laughs> Um, so Albert, you were missing last week. <clears throat> um, King Louis, who is at Free Louis FC on Twitter, got in touch. So great pod as always. Albert was missed though. Hopefully, the servants had time to repair the studio wiring for the next one. And that's obviously reference to your power cut last week. I had a power cut last week, um, and you'll never guess what it you'll never guess what it was. The source of the power cut. I won't give you the full long boring story but basically the power kept tripping only in certain parts of the house in the 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 north wing um and it turns out it turns out the reason why it kept tripping is that some slugs had got into one of my outdoor sockets in the outhouse and basically exploded upon obviously touching the live connection and because a slug is obviously like i'm guessing about 60 percent water that meant there was moisture in the socket, and that's what was tripping it. So, yeah, it's slug in the socket. Can Can I just ask if your outhouse is just a toilet? No, it's a – I think back in the day it was used to store coal. Now it's just full of shit. <laughs> so it is a toilet. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Um King Louis also said uh, he enjoyed our Ted Lasso talk last week, Heskiff. And, Good. Um, 
he wants a short segment on our top three TV shows. So Al- Albert, you, Lost is in there. <laughs> mm. Mm. Are we talking of all time or at the moment? Mm. I guess of all time. Go for all time. The Wire? Going to be uh, very very popular with my father. Yeah. Why? Is he a um, Baltimore drug dealer? <laughs> He's a narc. <laughs> He's a narc. Um, no, he just, I guess, loves watching Baltimore drug dealers. Who doesn't? Uh, R.I.P. Michael K. Williams. Um Indeed. I met him. He was in. He was briefly in uh, when a we were sci- filming a Scientologist meeting. <laughs> no, no, no. He was. He was uh, in Solo, the, the Star Wars film, for a while before it all changed, and he had to get recast because they fired the directors. And that's probably one of the only times I've ever been starstruck on a set. It's like fuck, that's a fucking Omar from The Wire, and I'm sure you won't mind me saying this. He was fucking high as a kite all day long and just cool as you like. What a dude. Um, got replaced by Paul Bettany, which is uh, a slightly different flavour. <laughs> but, you know, uh, anyway, The Wire, uh, probably um, The Office and probably uh, some mothers do have him. One for the older listeners. Do we, do we have to clarify which office? No, you don't. There's only, there's only one correct answer. Um, Heskiff, I mean, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one. Yep, yep, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, number one. That's the best show ever made. Uh, number two, Justified, which I keep telling people to watch and no one does, so I've given up. Uh, but it's got a character called Boyd, which is what I named my dog after, not George Boyd, thank you very much. And number three... The Americans, which again, I don't think anyone I know has watched, but it's really good. So just watch them. If you're listening to this, just watch them. Well, Justified is definitely on my list to watch. Um, Another podcast I listened to has raved about that show for basically the years, all the years I've listened to it. So I need to get round to it. Um, What are yours? What are my top three TV shows? Yeah. Dr. Dr. Pimple Popper. That's a good one. (laughs) <laughs> oh goodness no um the hairy bikers no super i did nanny. watch um I, 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 I'm, I'm not sure if i talked about this before i did i did watch um episode one of that jeremy clarkson one when he's on a farm found uh, that quite found that quite amusing much to my annoyance i was hoping it would be shit um but no what are my favorites uh really enjoyed breaking bad um Oh, I'm drawing. I'm drawing blanks. Well, not not totally because the missus is pregnant again. So, <laughs> for, for God's sakes, <laughs> I don't know. Let me let me come back. To, let me come back. I need to give that a think. I should. I, should, I, I, I It's not like I wrote a running order for this show and should have known it was coming or anything. <laughs> have, a, have, another, have another bit of Judy's hole and. Well, okay, great. I'm going to need a sip, a sip on Judy's hole for um, the next part of this podcast. If this is a so segue some... into, if this is a segue into something about Richard Madeley, that's quite big. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good TV show this morning. <laughs> 
Yeah, not sure if it's in my um, top now. Um, no, some good news. Um, Manscaped are throwing some more cash our way, so take it which way you will. But for about the next 90 seconds, you're going to have to listen to me talking about trimming my balls. Um, so support for Back of the Bet, Back of the Nest podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawn Mower 4.0. That's it right there. It feels really warm in my hands. Oh, oh careful, mate. Mind that. <laughs> um, lift them up. I find it helps if you lift them up. The Lawn Mower 4.0 um, is available across all of Europe. You heard that right, the 4.0. Join our... 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code BOTN. That's BOTN at manscaped.com. Um, did you get your package yet, anyone? No? You're just both uh, looking at me blank I, here. I don't you know, think I'm you know get the package. You know that we've only got the lawnmower 3.0. So we're just, it's a we're, we're just the panel. You're the host. Have you used well, it on Judy's hole? <laughs> uh, not yet. It is waterproof, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And it's got a wireless charger this time. So it's got a dock instead of having to plug it in to charge it. So that's nice. Livid. But at the end of the day, it just trims your balls, mate. It does the same thing. So uh, much of much of the the blurb here is of a muchness, but there is some um, some interesting new additions. Um, men, I mean, I suppose women could use the lawnmower 4.0 as well. So, ladies, if you're listening, um, don't be shied away. If you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. It's, um, it's a new paragraph to the blurb. I was going to say, is that, have you just found an extra bit of label on the Judy whole bottle? <laughs> it's time to get your own ball and hair body trimmer with Manscaped to make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boys. Get 20% off and free shipping with a code BOTN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BOTN. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Right. Done. Thank you, Manscaped, for the money. Really appreciate it. And for the boxers. Tell you, Manscaped boxers are the best boxers around. And I'm not just saying that because they've sponsored us. I am buzzing for it. And with those boxers, it's about the only thing that's going to get me to do the marathon march is wearing those boxers because the thought of my fires rubbing together for 26.2 miles is is not the greatest. Um, did anyone <laughs> did anyone do it this year? No, my thighs still haven't recovered from the time I did it about three years ago. When you, when you walked all the way with your buddy Andy Johnson, right? And Neil Shipperley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel. I, I mean, at least he wasn't I, driving. Oh yeah, I feel. <laughs> uh, I feel like I um. I say this every year, but we really should do it next year. 
our, our friends over at FYP, um, which is basically you two, right? Um, <laughs> with with your FYP t-shirts and your writing in the magazine. But they, they raised, I think it was over 11K. I feel it bad we're sitting here doing nothing and we could we could be raising money. Yeah, so let's do it next it, year. We'll do it, right? For the last three years, I've said, oh, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I should do it. And then I just don't. So... If you do it, I'll do it. I mean, I I hate walking. Yeah, me too. I'm okay. very lazy. I've already done it, so you two, you two, you two owe me one. So, oh no, we're doing it as a threesome. If it happens, I'll bring Judy's. Whole... I said, Judy, Judy, know about that? <laughs> Judy's whole for all three of us. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, if they end... Richard will be livid. <laughs> if they end the marathon march walk at the store in South Croydon. I'm fucking in. Have, have either of you been to uh, been here? It used to be called the Joker, but now it's called the Store, mate. I went there for breakfast the other day, or a lot more of a brunch. Chicken waffle. It was like a spicy chicken waffle. And look, Albert, you're turning your nose up here, mate. It was. It's probably the best breakfast I've ever had. Are they Unreal. sponsoring us? And in now? South Croydon, they're not sponsoring us. This is not an ad. This is just me saying if you live in South Croydon, as some of you will listening to this, or anywhere in Croydon. Get to the store in South Croydon. Fucking hell, it's delicious. And it's quite a nice vibe in there as well. They um used to be a, it used to be a Sainsbury's from like back in the early nineteen hundreds, and um, got all the original what? sort of looks. So what? And it's not, not a pro- Sainsbury's anymore. No, it is. It's not been a Sainsbury's for a very long time. It was a like Sainsbury's like fish and deli type place, like meat fish and deli. Oh, I was going to say, could they come and advise us how to close the Sainsbury's down so we can build our main stand? <laughs> yeah, um, that's true. Actually, I shouldn't be talking about Sainsbury's, should I? Uh, we could talk about M and S, which is way better. And um, I've been sorting out Palace fans with M and S goods this week. Um, Shout out to Scotty, St- Scotty Stacks from the Manor. Hold up, hold up, hold <laughs> absolutely, up. Absolutely, absolutely news to us. What did you get? Yeah, what uh, did you get? Yeah, I got absolutely <laughs> nothing now, but what about you? Uh, I got, I, no, to be fair, he did say something. A big box of fuck all. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me just say, let me clarify what I mean by sorting out. So Scotty Stacks from the group The Manor, who's a Palace fan, vegan as well um has always talks on twitter about the mini uh vegan chicken kievs that MS did and he was under the illusion that they'd been discontinued but they just they're just not sold for a couple of months of the year so i broke the good news to him this weekend and um with a picture and he's immediately an runs to the stores Can... to get some and Can we call that an exclusive <laughs> An exclusive. What the yeah. mini vegan Kiev chicken Kiev's about? Yeah, keep your FYP, keep your fucking 11 grand fundraising for charity. We're letting people know when there's vegan chicken Kiev's back on the shelves. For every box of vegan chicken Kiev's that MS sell, we'll walk one mile in the marathon march next year. No, not one mile. That's nonsense. We'll end up walking very far, I'd imagine, because they are fucking banging. But, I was sick last time. I'm hes- hesitant to do it again. Was that to do with the walking or was it to do with the copious amounts of alcohol you threw down your, your large mouth? I'd love to say, <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, I got well battered. But I literally had I'd literally had a pint put in my hand and I thought oh, was, was it by the <laughs> <laughs> And it 
<laughs> oh, I've come over very queer. Um, and <laughs> no, I had a pint, I had a pint put in my hand, and it might have been, it might even have been a shandy because I was feeling a bit ropey. And I think I might have had two sips, so I can't even cite alcohol. It was, it didn't do me any good. You really, you really gonna go past that without a hand shandy joke? Yes. Okay, moving on. <laughs> um, so from one boy from the manor to another boy from the manor, and young Philly was at the Palace Brighton game watching it with Eberechei Eze in the boxes. Heskiff, did you get round to watching this video? I did. I watched it whilst I was eating my dinner. Uh, it was good. It <laughs> did was it good. Put you it's off? A, <laughs> it, well, it's a shame that you know all the way through the video. So for people who don't know, it's, yeah, this young Philly guy and Eze. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. In a box watching the Brighton game. And it's actually, yeah, it's it's a pretty good, it's pretty good watch, except for you know what's going to come at the end of the video, uh, obviously. Um, Yeah, it was good. It was nice to see, like, Eze's reactions during the game. Um, I was hoping they'd do a wanker sign at the Brighton fans when Wilf scored, but I think they... I had to cut that bit from the from the edit, um, but yeah, it was. It oh, was... I, I, enjoy, I really enjoyed his reactions. It was like he was um, uh, he was trying to play it cool a lot of the time, but when um, Will scored, he, he disappeared off into the box and didn't realize the camera followed him, and he was like yeah. bouncing around in front of the TV, <laughs> yeah, celebrating doing a little dance when he it, it sort of everything else was all really like I'm, I'm keeping it all together. I'm calm and collective. Yeah, yeah, same. Yeah. It was good. Um, it was good. My 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 Mark, as he constantly referred to Mark Gay as my Mark. It does seem like I, I think we talked about it last week with those FIFA rating videos or whatever, but there does seem to be such a good like atmosphere amongst the players and the camaraderie around the players and stuff, and seeing like seeing as they get really excited when when Mitchell made a really good tackle or. Yeah, when Mark sort of slid and took the ball, um, sort of another another sort of page to that book. Really, everyone seems to be really, really happy and in, involved at Palace at the moment, which is great. Well, uh, being involved, Albert Eze is back in training. Um, exciting times ahead. Very exciting. I mean, the results of late have obviously been a mildly disappointing. I don't think we've got the points that we've deserved in terms of how we've played but you know you come up come away from the game saying well you know we're, we're looking like a good team that's trying to play attacking football and you know it always goes back to where do you put Eze how does I'm not saying he won't get back in the team of course he will but it's it's going to be harsh on someone to to drop out when he does come back and you know we should only be a better team once he's back in the first 11 so it's, it is it is exciting I've, and, and, and what, do you know what's nice about it is that you know, if if we if we got the news that, you know, um, you know, I'm not trying to be pessimistic, but if we got the news that it, he'd he'd broken down in training and, and had another sort of four or five weeks out, yeah, we'd be disappointed. But you wouldn't. We're we're not reliant on him coming back for us to play well. We're already playing well, and hopefully he's just going to make us a little bit better and hopefully create some more chances. So, I think that's a it's a good testament to how well the team's doing at the moment. That yeah yeah we. And hand on heart, we miss him. But in, in reality, we're st- we're still playing good football and still trying to do things that are 
quite exciting um, and we've only got him to come back. So, yeah, it's, it's great news. Mm. So, I mean, when he's fit, there's, this, this is one of my favourite links I'm ever going to do. Um. <laughs> Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I've got to compose myself for it. When he is fit, um, he's he's banned for the reload back into the first team. But give Michael Elise scored. And what did I say? Greatness. The greatness has missed. We didn't go for the bound for the reload casualty theme. As predicted, it would be Michael Elise run down the ring for me. I even you said weren't it. there. You weren't in, even there. In in fucking print on Twitter about three weeks before, I said it's just going to be boring. It should be this, but it's going to be boring, and it's going to be Michael Elise run down the wing for me. And well, and when you're not there, mate. You know, you, what, you're expecting other people to try and get it going on your behalf in your absence? Yes. The, okay, fair enough. <laughs> the, the tens of people that listen to this podcast should have been doing it in the homes now. <laughs> However, as, as I take another sip of Judy's hold it, <clears throat> it is great to see him come off the bench. And um, did you see the teenager stat about... Teenagers scoring for Palace in the top flight. Albert's like furrowing his eyebrow there. <laughs> this isn't Neil Shipley talk. Yes, yeah, yes. <laughs> he, beca- he became the first teenager to score in the top flight for Palace since Clinton Morrison's debut all the way back in 1998. Sheffield Wednesday? Yeah, it was. That's right, which probably half, yeah, the Homesdale, half the Homesdale probably missed because they were doing a conga up and down the aisles <laughs> when we were already, what, six games relegated. <laughs> weirdly one of my one of my favorite memories as a palace fan that was because it was just well we'd been so shit at home all season and then fight like when it was too late we turned it on at home and actually got some results and yeah morrison coming off the bench and scoring in the like 85th 86 minutes something like that with basically his first touch was fucking quality and it's like two or three years before release i was even born which is quite depressing <laughs> oh Oh my yeah, God, that's bad. Jeez. <laughs> oh, you've put a right downer on this podcast now. My job here is done. <laughs> my job here is done. That's it. It's just, well, you can't really mic drop a Britney Spears headset, can you? So you can't yeah, mic drop and walk away, unfortunately. But... Not on purpose, anyway. <laughs> but what did, uh... <laughs> uh, Heske, if you can go, what did we, what did we make of Elise? Yeah, I thought he was really good, actually. Obviously, the, the, the goal. The goal was a, a nice bonus, and it was a pretty, you know, pretty good in sort of instinctive finish after it had 
sort of rebound off defender. But just in general, like his whole play was good. He he attacks well. He looked across the ball. You know, he crossed um, in the build up to to the equaliser as well. Um, but he was also coming back, you know, into his own half and like asking for the ball. He wasn't sort of stuck on the wing, hoping that he he got a pass. He was coming in and really asking for it and trying to be proactive, which I really like. Um, you know, doesn't look shy. He's obviously quite confident in what he can do, which is good to see. And and I think when we brought him on, we needed it. We needed, you know, something a bit a bit dynamic, which he gave us. So I know Vieira said, you know, he's not going to start necessarily for a little while, but he's done himself absolutely no harm in in playing as well as he did and scoring the goal. So yeah, really good. And Albert, much of the same from you. Much of the same, but probably expressed a bit nicer. <laughs> no, it's good. Having two subs come on and, and score, you know, like Roy Hodgson barely made a sub, let alone ones that would come on and change a game. So that's, I know it always feels like we're digging out Roy. Uh, but yeah, to see two subs, I mean, Jeff Schlapp could have had a hat-trick. And I'm convinced if that game had gone on another five minutes, we would have nicked it. You know, there was some there were some really good chances there and... Yeah, I thought Elise looked really good, and you know, I think Vieira saying he's not going to start for a while—it's all—it's all well and good saying that. But when he's come on the pitch and and produced the goods, and I hate to single out other players, but you know, he's been on the pitch five minutes and scored a goal. And you look at how long Jordan I has been on the pitch, how many games Jordan I has been on the pitch and not really scored. You know, I'm I'm all for one for giving players a chance and trying to get their confidence up and giving them a you know a, a good old crack of the whip, but you know, we're not, we're still not blessed with scoring loads of goals. And so if Elise can make something out of nothing in a short space of time, then I, I, I think it's, it's it's unfair on him to not let him have a go from, from the off, really. Yeah, um, I mean, watching on TV, just the quality of his delivery with both feet really stood out, I thought. Um Really unlucky not to get a couple of assists from crosses um, just before just before what the Schlupp goal as well, but yeah, what what a player and to have got him um, relatively cheaply as well put on the back of Eze. Yeah, really exciting times ahead, and um, as you said earlier, Al, it kind of softens the blow not having Eze available at the moment when we know we've got this sort of depth in the forward ranks. Um, just need to need it to turn to goals now, but few few more goals um, and. Yeah, we'll be laughing. Um, so, one winger to another, Scott Banks, who might, who might need a song in the future. I'll, I'll get, I'll get working on it, shall I? <laughs> uh, but he's been talking about uh, Wilfred Zaha. You know, you know that player that we hold hostage and really doesn't want to be here. Um, well, he said he's good with the younger players. He understands that we are trying to impress, and he knows how much he can help. So he's always there to have words with you and try to nurture you. Um, Hesky, I mean, that's just just wholesome content to hear, right? Yeah, yeah, it's great. I think, I mean, we all know we all know how how good Wilf is, but to hear that he's still like happy to go and talk to the younger players and give them advice, and and similarly, we saw you know the the essay video that went online earlier this week, I think, where he was sort of like high five and all the all the academy players that were training, just you know, goes to show how close everyone is and, and how sort of all round good guys they are. Uh and I think if you're a player like Banks, there's not many people you can hope to 
have teach you how to how to be a better player than Wilfred Zaha, really. Mm. I mean, maybe Scott Banks could take teach Wilfred Zaha to take free kicks, though, Albert, because we were talking about wanting to be on more dead balls, uh, but that's Scott Banks' left foot is a peach. Yeah, he's put a few away, isn't he? It's um, I'd like. It's it's a shame, actually. You know, we we're now. I'm going to use the word blessed. We're now blessed in the forward forward ranks. You know, especially when Eze's back, and you know, you, you sort of think what might have been for Scott Banks. You know, might might he have got a sniff off the bench? Might he have got a couple of starts in the league? But you know, signing players like Elise is is has sort of dropped him down the ranks a little bit. So um, ho- hopefully, he progresses at the rate that he has been. And again, he start he starts banging on the door. Um, I was going to say in the cup, but mm. uh, you know, it's 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 good for him and to and to hear you know Wilf going around putting an arm around these players and you know I, I think it's quite it mu- it, mu- it must be quite nice for those players to look at someone like Wilf who clearly if he if he really really forced the issue he probably could have forced a move to a you can what call it what you want a bigger club a club with better European aspirations than us and. The fact that he's still there, hopefully, it kind of, you know, it, it demonstrates to those younger players that, you know, if if Will's happy to to carry on and 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 play for the shirt at Palace, you know, hopefully that kind of gives those young players the, the sort of the inspiration to try and do the same, you know, try and eventually take his shirt, fill his boots, whatever you want to call it, but just you know, lay that lay that path for those players. Mm. Well. I suppose we can't really go by without touching on it and maybe it could see the end of Wilfred Zaha's time at Palace. The Newcastle takeover has happened, which now supposedly, I guess, makes them the richest club in the world in terms of owner wealth. Heskiff, last week I talked about trying to be a better person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who is this woman heading it up? Oh, Amanda Stevely, Stavely, is that her name? Stavely. I mean, like like I say, I'm I'm trying to be a better person. I don't want to <laughs> lean on someone's appearances, but she does look the lion, like like the lion from the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Put them up, or <laughs> she's putting them all up, all, all of all, all of the all of the monies. Um, but I'm. I mean, I know every every club's owned probably in the Premier League by some sort of billionaire, and no billionaire is, you know, probably a fully wholesome person. But this is getting beyond the line, isn't it? A bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I did see. I did think it was funny. Alan Shearer put a tweet out because he'd written something for the Athletic, which was like, "I'm so glad Ashley's gone, and Newcastle can now prosper." Dot dot dot. I'm not sure about their reputation or something. And it was like you that the editor has tacked on that bit on the end because yes. human rights should matter, Alan. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I get that you don't, or Newcastle fans don't like Mike Ashley, but fucking hell, man. There's, there's levels to it, you know. I do, I, you know, it's no coincidence that this is happening two weeks before we play him. So, oh. Bruce for sure will be gone and they'll be on their upward swing just in time to beat us at Celeste. Yeah. I mean, what would be wholly amusing is that 
it continued to go wrong for them for the rest of the season and they just couldn't no matter who they bring in in January they still go down that would be the the height of hilarity um mainly because you'll probably see Mbappe playing in the championship next season which would be hilarious <laughs> but um Albert now the LGBTQ plus group from Newcastle um they released a statement saying that they were encouraged by the consortium or whatever they are, um, at least reaching out to their group to try and talk to them. But fucking hell, it feels like a bit of a reach, doesn't it? Were they trying to invite them to a conversation on top of a building? So they can fucking <laughs> Fuck it out, yeah, chuck I mean. them off. I mean, yeah, like it's... Like, like Heskiff's alluded to it, you know, the whole like, yeah, it's great that Mike Ashley's gone, you know, such such a, such a tyrant was he, but it's basically like he's a, yeah, he's got questionable business morals, but the, the fact that they're celebrating, you know, getting rid of a, what is essentially a cockney they didn't like, <laughs> uh, but swapping it for a very shady, questionable sort of, what you want to call it, regime. Um, with very dubious uh, human rights records, like it's like you know, was Mike Ashley that bad? <laughs> like, um, so yeah, it's it, yeah, it stinks a bit. I mean, f- you know, f- f- football went ages ago. You know, Abr- Abramovich, what was that, two thousand and three? You know, Abramovich's past is incredibly shady, and everybody seems to have forgotten about that. You know, Man City, fairly questionable. Um, it's just a, it's just another just another example of of money sort of trumping everything else in terms of football and, and the, certainly Premier League football. Um, so I don't think I don't think you can I don't think you can be too sort of uh, I don't know what the word is you can't you can't level it at Newcastle fans. You know it's not their doing. You know they they don't really have too much say in what happens to the club at that level. I'm sure they're excited that they got all the money to spend, but at some point you got to sort of you got to take a look and 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 see where it's coming from and 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 work out if that's kind of in line with your, I guess morals is the word. And um, like I say, other other clubs seem to have sort of whitewashed over dubious pasts of of chairman, you know, oligarchs and shakes and all that sort of stuff. And Newcastle was just the latest one, so I think it's a it's a wider it's a wider issue than what's going on at Newcastle. It's you know it's who who what what counts as a fit and proper person when it comes to owning a football club. Um, they're not the first to be uh, like I say from a sh- from a shady shady background, and they won't be the last. Um, you know it, it it could happen to us. You know you have to just work out what what's more important to you, and I think I know. I'd like to think what I'd do if it happened to our club, but I'm not going to speculate on it because it's pie in the sky. Yeah, well, <clears throat> well, I was going to ask you to speculate on it. I suppose the the, the equivalent, the I, I see your Saudi Arabian regime and raise you Colonel Gaddafi kind of scenario. <laughs> in the past. Yeah, um, but no, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to think that we wouldn't allow that to happen. I don't know. I, 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 as a as a group of fans, we'd all probably come together to try and stop it from happening. But I don't know what sort. I, I don't know how if we'd have any ability to be able to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, what what do you do? You know, the the owners don't give a you know fuck. You know, the people coming in. You know, they don't. 
yeah, all right, football clubs make money out of their fans, but you know, selling a, you know, selling. I'm talking about Palace here, selling 20, 24,000 tickets a week and a few shirts. We all know it doesn't make massive dent in our profits. So if if the 10,000, whatever it is, 10, 15,000 season ticket holders stayed away, would they be able to fill it with football tourists who want to come and see Mbappe or whoever would be signed for stupid amounts of money? Yeah, they probably would still feel, you know, feel the, fill the ground and sell the tickets and and probably not suffer any sort of real damage in the pocket. So yeah, you know, it's again you have to just you have to draw a line in the sand and it's it's down to you. Like the the owners aren't going to give a fuck either way, let's be honest. Well we could all just dig a moat around Salas Park if that happens and just fight off all the tourists as and when they arrive. A bit like the Hungarian <laughs> fans fighting off the police Oy. at Wembley. Did you see that? Were they police? <laughs> Fucking hell <laughs> They sorry, quite... sorry, lads. Sorry, sorry. Carry on. No, sorry. We're off. No, sorry. You wouldn't want to get into. You wouldn't want to get into, <laughs> into it with those hungry fans, which are they look like a bunch of gnarly bastards. Jesus. Uh, no, but you know when it's uh, when it's a a load of women holding a peaceful protest on Clapham Common, you know, they yeah. don't mind steaming into that. Mm, tell me about it. Uh, Jesus, we're we're at forty four ish minutes here, and <laughs> I'm about to say so. Arsenal, <laughs> um, caught, we've caught them in a bit of form. Heskiff, I think it's four four wins in their last five. Yeah, I'm glad that you came to me for this because that's exactly <laughs> what I've been thinking for the last couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, I I haven't watched them much beyond the first couple of games where they look shit. But apparently they were very good against Tottenham, which, listen, we can all score three goals against Tottenham. So at least we didn't concede. Uh, but apparently, they're, <laughs> yeah, they're, they they are playing a lot better. So not it's a bit annoying, isn't it? But at the same time, we're playing pretty well too. So, mm. you know, maybe they're not going to look forward to playing us. And they're probably saying, oh, Patrick Vieira is coming back and is going to beat us. So, yeah. Be interesting to see how it goes. I feel like it's a bit sus that Granite Xhaka's out um, of this game, um, refusing to come back to the scene of where he took off the captain's armband and threw it off the threw it on the ground as he was getting booed off the pitch. Um, Albert, I'm, I'm to be honest, I think it, the fact that he's come back from that shows how much of a joke Arsenal Football Club is these days. <laughs> Absolutely, um, but yeah, I, it's a tough game, isn't it? and. But I'm sure, and this is me maybe clutching at straws here, you know, yeah, Arsenal banging form. But I'm wasn't there, I'm probably going back 10 years now, it's that thing where you go, I'm sure I read recently, but it was probably about 10 years ago, where there was that trend where... When manager Emmanuel of the Petit Mar- was... No, <laughs> no when, yeah. There was a young lad called Patrick Vieira in midfield. No, when manager of the month would then always lose their next game. I'm sure that was a, a trend for a, a long while. I'm not saying it is now, but that definitely used to be a thing. So it's like, oh, Arteta's got manager of the month. Great. Sweet. He's going to lose his next game. Yeah, I is think, that a um, thing? Yeah, I think, I think it has been in recent times as well, but it's one of those things you always seem to remember when it happens, but don't otherwise. It definitely, I think it happened to Roy a couple of times. Or def- <laughs> definitely didn't get the results he wanted. Uh, but, but just going off on a slight tangent there, Andros Townsend won one goal in a month and he's got five goals already this season. Shouldn't have let him go, I said. I said. 
<laughs> and he's loving it as well. He's really taken to these media duties as well. He's he's all over the after the, the post match interviews and stuff. But um, yeah, so <clears throat> all right. Well, let's let's go to trustywhoscored.com. Oh, we've got and Gabrielle at the back for Arsenal has a seven out of ten rating on who scored for this season as an average. He's the first Arsenal player to have that in over two and a half seasons. Which who is was just... the last one? Aubameyang. Aubameyang. I mean, to be fair, Palace's top rate. Oh, well, no, sorry. Our top rated player this season is 7.19. Like Gallagher. Yeah, Gallagher. Um, by some distance, actually, 6.87 is next, which is. Six point what? Eight seven. Eight seven. It's Edouard. Oh. Didn't have much time. He scored two goals in five minutes or whatever it was. So <clears throat> easy to push his stats up. But yeah, it's it's, t- it's tough on who scored to to score above six point six six point seven really on a consistent basis. So um, yeah, so it's, it's it's not like you're kind of people rate out of 10 these days is like eight out of 10 is average as opposed to what five out of 10 should probably be be average. So um, it's, it kind of draws more towards the 6.5 to 6.8 mark being average. But there you go. Um, <clears throat> Palace have conceded at least two goals in the last five away games. True. That's right. It is true. So, and I think uh, in in our recent games against Arsenal, there's been, we've conceded quite a lot as well as scoring quite a lot. I think we've only lost one of the last six, which was the last one at Celeste. Mm-hmm. Um, drew nil-nil at Arsenal <clears throat> in during a lockdown. And then a 2-2 at Arsenal, and we won 3-2 at Arsenal with the times before that as well. So, 2-2 looking good, Albert. What are your dice saying? Clean as time. I mean, do, do, do you know oh, yeah. what? I was I was thinking that on your camera. Your that room looks really tidy. <laughs> something <laughs> something's changed in that room. So you found them. Don Donya's been today. Good old Donya. She didn't trip the um, electricity this week. Then no, she's not a slug. Fucking show some respect. <laughs> oh wait, so Donya's the cleaner. Lisa Lisa's the nanny. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Lisa. Donya won't listen. She doesn't listen. Might he's got stay. he's got a WhatsApp group. You know, like the Chelsea loanees who all have a WhatsApp group. Albert's staff have a WhatsApp group so they can <laughs> chat about him. Core, po- all positive things, I reckon. I'm sure the the slug the slugs with a dissenting voice, and they've been exploded. So, well, let that be a warning. Uh, dice, here we go. Well, I know it's a, it's an Arsenal, isn't it? Yeah. It's a, it's a, and then he said, Highbury. Fucking no, I am stuck in the past. <laughs> Ooh, it's a one. <gasps> Two one Palace. Ooh. I mean, it will buck the trend to concede at least two goals in away games. Uh, I'll, buck your I'll, trend. I'll take it. Um, Hesky, if we want those dice to be back on track. We do, but I'm going to flip them. I reckon it's going to be 2 1 Arsenal. Oh, I'm matching the the who scored prediction has also gone for a two one to Arsenal. Um, I think it's going to be one or two two again. Um, I think I said the same. I said two two against Leicester. Yeah. Um, oh, 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 did I say that? Oh, yeah. You know, full well you said it. I did, but it was only because you nabbed one one. I think, or Heskiff nabbed one one, so I went two two instead. So it was just by default, really, that I ended up with it. 
Um, I still wasn't on the pod. So. Still don't know how Leicester scored two goals, to be honest. Um, but there you go. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Not much. Yeah. Ask, ask yourself up the sign. Let's get started at the side. The end yeah. of the show. <laughs> Even though we uh, spelled it wrong. <laughs> it's C U N. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. it's nice, but it now. We'll ha- we'll have to hold a competition at the end of the season that someone can win that post-it note. We'll just send it to him in the post. I'll have sure. like what's it? What's this? Yeah, lovely. <laughs> frame. Yes. So um, I'm assuming that. We're only on for one week and then it'll be an international break again of some fucking kind. Isn't it just the worst coming back from an international break and then playing on the Monday night? Yeah, it is. It's shit. It's not right. But next up, we've got, well, the visit of Saudi Arabia FC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, That's a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday, unbelievably. What what are those? Um, Yeah, so we will be recording Wednesday night, so the podcast will be in your inboxes from Thursday. Um, Albert, you will be on board. Yeah, that's... That sounds like I haven't got a choice. <laughs> yeah, it was, there wasn't you, a question. There was a statement. You will be on board. Yes, I will. Will you? I, I will. I will be. Yeah. As, as, if, as, as, you? Yeah, I mean, I literally don't have a line. Oh, so I've got nothing else to do. He's just finished re-watching Buffy the Vampire. Say, so, okay, so oh, in the back of my mind, I've been thinking about TV shows. And I've landed on Fleabag is one of my favourites. And um, another another celeb I've met. She was in Solo <laughs> as well. Was she really? Yep. With like a mask on. She played the robot. No, oh, right there you go. Okay. Donald Donald Glover's robot. <laughs> what was she like? Very nice. What's her name again? Like Phoebe Weller Waller. Phoebe, Phoebe Wallerbridge. Wallerbridge, yeah. I think I put, I think I should put the emphasis on bridge. Phoebe Waller Bridge, not Phoebe Waller Bridge. Waller Bridge. Oh, it was because I was like Waller. Well, I, I wasn't sure if Waller was right. I was kind yeah, of, you know. yeah. But yeah, great, great show, Fleabag. That was really, 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 really solid. And then my other one is kind of more into the realm of Heskiff, um Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. <laughs> uh, oh, for but... fuck's sake! <laughs> Nerd. <laughs> no, <Fucking> nerd alert! <laughs> change that, Heskiff. Change that four-letter word on that post-it note. To <laughs> nerd. Uh, but we'll leave it there for this week. So we'll be back next Wednesday. Listen out for the match report on Sunday. I imagine. Um, no, not Sunday. I'm, I'm, I'm talking nonsense. We're playing Monday. We will be recovering. We will be covering the Arsenal game on this oh. podcast next Wednesday. Where inevitably it'll probably be something to do with Quinn and Bourne, Emil Smith Rowe terrorizing us in, in in a defeat. No, we're not gonna end up on that. So we'll we'll cover that off next week. Screw the match for team. Look out on youtube.com forward slash back of the nest for um Manscaped tutorials. Manscaped tutorials. Although um DR was saying he hasn't received his package yet, so so I've not he, received it either. His live ball trimming on the Palace Focus might might be delayed a week. I mean, if you've seen his face, I reckon he's pretty hairy. Joe Ledley down there, I reckon. <laughs> and on that note, thanks for listening, everyone. And 
up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.